Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. A light week on this week's edition of Adaptivist Live because next week is Atlassian Summit and we're excited to bring you news post-summit. But this week, everyone's keeping their cards very close to their chest. So I'm joined today by Matthew Stubblefield, Sarah Stalin, and Prince William III, the cat. Matthew, Sarah, good to see you. Hey, how are you? He only really goes by Billy, but that's his formal title. It is a pleasure to see both you, Ryan, and Billy. I love Billy. Billy's such a cutie. He he doesn't have much commentary for us today, but he, it's good he's here. Um, Brenda Burrell could not join us today as she is off parasailing in Dubai. So, first of all, in, in, an interesting bit of news, Atlassian and InVision have announced an expanded integration and strategic partnership with, Atla- with Atlassian. Now, if you're just an Atlassian admin in our ecosystem, you might not be very familiar with, with InVision. But if you or someone you know is a graphic designer, you definitely know what InVision is. So what do we think this means? What's interesting to me is uh, InVision is something I just heard about a little over a year ago, maybe a year and a half, uh, around the same time as I heard about Sketch. And uh, they, they seem to kind of go hand in hand, even though they're made by different companies. Uh, for those unfamiliar with it, it's Envision is a, a website, a product for sharing your visual designs with people. Um, so often like a, a web designer, a graphic designer will use it to share it. And not only is Envision going to be more easily integrated with the Atlassian tools, but as Ryan alluded to, Atlassian is making a financial investment in Vision, similar to the strategic partnership that we talked about last podcast with Slack, uh, where... Um, there's, there's definitely some coordination going on. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see the, this expansion of Atlassian's portfolio in a way that doesn't include Atlassian acquiring or developing, uh, things, just these, these very strategic partnerships with investment. It's, it's not just saying these things like they're, they're, they're getting in there and, um, I don't know. I'm, I've been a fan of Envision. I'm, uh, they seem like a good company. It seems like a good product. So I'm curious to see where they go from here. So instead of giving a whole lot of people in Envision, Envision access, giving them Confluence access, having them reach into Confluence to do the, the design review, et cetera, and leaving the Envision tool to the people who know what they're doing. Um, I am interested to see how this fits in with their future strategy. It seems like they are choosing areas of technology that are not necessarily in their core strengths to invest in. So it brings diversity without too much risk. Um, but as a, from a user perspective, we'll see what that brings. Yeah. And we had already started using our Envision mockups in Trello. And so seeing that more natively supported, uh, it's going to result in some really nice workflows, I think. Interesting to see what direction Atlassian reaches out to next, because it certainly sounds like they're not stopping this momentum. But speaking of stopping momentum, uh, we have an update from the Atlassian developer blog about some breaking changes on server products and things that are no longer going to work. Mm. 
fairly detailed uh, post here. We'll share this in the SoundCloud notes. Uh, so if you are a Bitbucket, Confluence, Jira, Software, Jira, Service Desk admin, and need to know what's going to stop working in the not-too-distant future, um, you can take a look. A lot of the updates are around uh, for Bitbucket. Uh, they're going to require Git 2.2.0 in the future. Um, uh, so, well, at least support for that, excluding uh, 2.12.2 on Windows. Um, so that, you know, some of this is just about adding support. Uh, but the, the big one that sort of crossed everything is Java 11. And I know some developers are very concerned about Java 11 support. This blog post does say that they're still going to have backwards uh, compatibility to Java 8, which is welcome news. Uh, for those of, especially those of you who create add-ons uh, that work with with Jira, Java 11 is probably going to break some things uh, with the API. So mm-hmm. we're not to that breaking point yet, but it is time to start getting ready um, because it's the lasting rights in the process of upgrading all server products to support Java 11, and the time will come when uh, newer versions of Java will be required because they're not fully compatible uh, backwards. One thing that really stood out to me in this article is um, that Jira Service Desk Server is going to get more open. Where Hmm. um, initially writing apps that directly interfaced with the Service Desk was sort of a black box. We heard Mm -hmm. developers complaining that "Eh, I can't really do that with Service Desk. They can't. They don't let me into that. And now it looks like there's going to be a, a fairly fairly big change there to make it easier to develop on service desk. Yeah. That's something that they've been improving for a while now. Uh, so it's exciting to see that continue. Um, and I'm hoping that we'll see some really neat add-ons coming, uh, to work with service desk in the future and to extend its functionality. That of course we've only built at Adaptivist. It looks like we also found an interesting article about three ways to overcome administrative roadblocks with Jira 7.12. Matthew's had to correct me several times, and he would probably do it again. Uh, 7.12, you mean? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I, I, I've done that on several of these podcasts, Sarah. We'll let, we'll let it slide. Um, manage custom fields with ease. What does that even mean, Matthew? That's a great question, Ryan, because uh, unfortunately, this blog post, it doesn't really tell us the changes they've made to managing custom fields. Um, there's a search box now. That's sweet. Uh, a lot of places have a lot of custom fields. So being able to browse through them quickly is nice. Uh, and then after a screenshot, it says take advantage of shared editing and managing oh. custom fields. Uh, honestly, the thought of shared editing of a custom field sounds horrifying. Yeah. But maybe... Maybe it means something other than I'm assuming. Um, so we'll see. The blog is a bit more uh, straightforward about the first and third things on here. So granting edit rights for filters and dashboards, um, that's particularly nice. Uh, you know, if somebody leaves the company or somebody's gone for a while, being able to transfer those things easily. Um, this is something we highlighted when we were developing the certification exam. As, a, you know, as an admin, you need to know how to deal with this if somebody leaves the company because it's a pain. And they're making it less painful. So that's awesome. Um, and then the, the custom field optimizer, I think, is a, a particularly neat uh, bit of tech and neat implementation. Yeah, I'm looking through that now because um, context, field context, is, is such a, a potential landmine for G- Jira administrators, especially less experienced ones. 
Why is the delete button that's right there that you can accidentally delete custom fields without real? And are you sure? Double check. Well, you know, it's always nice to make sure. You you really <laughs> want to make you really want to check and uh, not delete all that information from your database. So it's good they give you a warning. But um, the field context for for anyone who's unfamiliar with field context, it it allows you to define different field behavior in different projects for um, so that you don't have to create 10 fields with the same name. You can use context to let the field behave a little differently from project to project without making 10 of the same fields. But it's a little tucked away. It's not directly straightforward. So I'm very interesting, interested to see how the custom fields optimizer is going to make that more friendly to the, to the user, to the admin user. And not just that, but if you realize after the fact you want to make that change, it's it's a lot of clicks right now. So this is going to simplify that. It's going to speed it up quite a bit. The big question that I still have is where are these features available? So the blog post opens with Jira Software 7.12. Does that mean it's not available in Jira Core? That it's not available in Jira Service Desk? And then at the bottom of the blog post, it says upgrade to Jira Software Data Center 7.12. So it's possible that these are some more of those features we've seen over the last few months that are actually only available in Data Center and is another one of those uh, sort of levers that Atlassian's pulling to, to try to get people to upgrade to Data Center where they're, they're adding functionality that particularly helps you manage a larger instance, right? So if you've got a, a real large instance, you've got hundreds and hundreds of custom fields, well, maybe Atlassian says, upgrade to data center, and it'll be easier for you to manage those. Interesting strategy. Are there any features that jump over the server bracket that are available in cloud and data center? <laughs> no, um, there are definitely features that are available in cloud, and there are definitely features that are available in data center, but there aren't ones that are in cloud and data center. And not server. server. Yet. Yeah. Just wondering if they're trying to yeah. make it just jump jump right from cloud to data center. Uh, <laughs> not, to, no. not that that would make sense. Just you know, just putting it out there. That migration sounds nightmarish. Somebody, somebody, after listening to that last sentence, has put their head in their hands and shook it. <laughs> just, oh. <laughs> the double face palm. Yeah, the du- the full on double face palm. So that's uh, oh, distributed teams guide to Git mirrors. You say that. You say that with such like a so dismissive, Ryan. No, I know. I don't think. I think it's a big thing. I was just. I'm reading it and going, "Oh God." Okay. Mirrors. Why did you bring us around to this? No, I want to keep everything that you just said. I okay. loved it. All right. Uh, <laughs> what I what I found interesting about this is again, as we talked before, we're, we're not programmers. We're not developers. We've got issues, but but you know, code's not part of that. Um. But what this blog post uh, from Atlassian and the Bitbucket blog is sort of focusing on is the number of people working remotely and how Atlassian has been adding some features to Bitbucket that helps people start using it and use it, you know, every day, um, even when you're not in the same office. Uh, learning new software is difficult. You know, when you're at distance, when you, you can't just sit next to somebody and have them walk you through it or answer a question real quick. And so Atlassian has been, you know, kind of thinking about those remote first employees and adding some features that sort of improve uh, satisfaction and, and, 
and make it easy uh, to to use these things. Um, particularly, they highlight their smart mirrors uh, features, which just reduce the number of onboarding steps necessary for a new person. So, you know, when you bring a new employee on, making it easy for them to uh, clone a repo, to get updates from that, um, and, and to fetch all these different things, you could just use a single URL for that. Uh, it's it's a much faster setup process than it used to be for the the new developer. And uh, anything that, that gets people in faster so they can learn about how the team works uh, and, and what they need to be focused on instead of just trying to get the tooling sorted out, I think that's a big win. You know, uh, interestingly, though, uh, to echo back to our previous discussion, Git mirroring is only available in Bitbucket Data Center. Oh, so it is. Excellent observation, Ryan. And so this is, again, we're starting to really see they, it feels like they're pushing you one way or the other, and server is becoming less and less of a focus. Um, also, these blog posts really bury the lead on that. Yeah. Um, we, we finally, I'm scrolling back through it because I definitely overlooked that. We finally get reference to Bitbucket Data Center uh, about just over halfway down. It's just referred to as Bitbucket earlier in the blog post. And we don't start getting Bitbucket Data Center until after the first sort of big uh, architecture diagram. Hmm. Hmm. I, I think this points to, a, to an all-out overthrow of Atlassian server product. It's, it's right there in the marketing pages, people. Wake I up. I was on to something. I, I was on to something. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> Renew your server licenses now. The sky is falling. It's not falling. It's, it's, this is all really just speculate. I know nothing. Don't listen to me, people. Um, go big or go cloud or go home. Go big. Just don't go server. Go cloud. Or maybe, they'll, maybe they will surprise or, us. Or... Go to Summit. Yeah, because they are saying on September 4th, there's going to be a big announcement, and we have no idea what that is. And beyond it, uh, Atlassian's big announcement at Summit, Adaptivist has, has something we'd like to announce as well, which is mostly just uh, there's a couple of wonderful presentations that for those of you who are going to Summit Europe, you should, you should consider dropping in. Absolutely. On the Adaptivist blog, there is a post entitled Five Talks Not to Be Missed at Atlassian Summit 2018. And believe it or not, these are not just us. We're telling you to go see other things, okay? Um, but we want to focus on two of them in specific on this podcast because they are from Adaptivist. And the first one is featured in the blog, Psychological Safety in Postmortem. I wonder sometimes, I think a lot of people maybe don't know what a postmortem is. Um, it's a, it's something I, I love postmortems. I think they're super helpful. Um, but often when I suggest them, I feel like people kind of recoil. They, they worry they're going to get blamed for something. And to me, a, a postmortem is, it's a positive thing. It's about improving and thinking about how we can do better in the future. It's, it's not about the past. It's just observing what happened and thinking about and planning for how can we improve. And so Matt Saunders is going to be talking about the psychological safety of, you know, moving us away from uh, blame and focusing on just solving the problem uh, and, and some practical tips on how to put this shift into action and, and do it right with your team. 
you know what I think, guys, is I think that the term postmortem just has bad marketing. It totally does. <laughs> there it is. Just sounds ominous. Yeah. We need to get the data center people on it. Yeah, they really need to fix up this this terminology here. Instead of a postmortem, call it a retrospective. <laughs> we we are yeah. we, a nightcap. We just gotta throw some agile. A nightcap. I love a it. A nightcap. <laughs> nightcap meeting. Yeah. Well, what's funny, similarly, so Nick Bruff wrote this, and, and one of the other talks he highlights is find the root cause, um, which is looking at logging. Um, but it's the same concept. Like, you know, whether you're looking at the root cause for a technical issue or for a, a personal interaction, you know, problem, a conflict, uh, it's all about root cause analysis. It's all like, what happened? How do we fix it in the future? Um, so, yeah, we've got those talks uh, that we'll highlight. We'll show the blog posts. These are ones that, uh, for those of you on the Atlassian community, you may have heard of Nick Bruff. Uh, he's He's been around for a while, answers a lot of questions there. Uh, he will be at Summit Europe, I'm sure, attending some of these talks. Uh, but we've got a, a fellow from the great state of Texas also attending uh, and giving a talk. Yeah, that's right. Our own Dave Govindaswamy is presenting on a performance topic, uh, sizing Jira software for performance, the trifecta. Ooh, I wonder what's in the trifecta. What are the three pieces? Hopefully a nightcap. Oh, man. What about it's the nightcap exploratory session review planning meeting? You think that would fix the problem <laughs> with postmortem? <clears throat> the NASERP? The NASERP meeting. <laughs> Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. Good. It's good. For for those of you who cannot attend Summit, no worries. Uh, Atlassian uh, has some live streaming options. So we will share the link to that in the SoundCloud notes. Uh, you just sign up with your email address and company and, and name and whatnot. And um, I'm not sure which sessions are live streaming. I assume not all of them, but probably things like the keynotes and, and some selected sessions. And then again, just an assumption, but typically after summit, uh, all of the sessions become available online. So if you can't get to Barcelona, no worries. Uh, you can follow it last on Twitter. You can sign up for the live stream, uh, keep an eye on it online. And then in the coming weeks, those sessions will be up. And uh, one of the things that we like to adapt to is a bit of a roundup after summit. So, uh, I'm sure Ryan will be, uh, will be guiding us through that in the next episode. It's just a shame that it, we're not doing it from a bar in Barcelona, but that, you know, sometimes you just can't make the flight. All right. Well, like I said, it's a light bit of news this time on Adaptivist Live. We certainly appreciate you listening. Got questions for us? Do you want to be a guest on the podcast? Yeah. Something you'd like for us to review? Send us an email at learn at adaptivist.com. Going to Barcelona Summit? Do you want to be a special summit correspondent? Let us know at learn at adaptivist.com. So, thanks for listening. Thanks to Matthew Stubblefield, Sarah Stalin, and Prince William III. I'm Ryan Spilton, and we'll see you next time on Adaptivist Live. We may have to cut that out. I thought they did say what the announcement was about in general.